continue in our series with Nehemiah. So if you want to grab your Bible, we're going to look together in Nehemiah chapter 2. We're going to pick up in verse 12. Nehemiah chapter 2, we're going to pick up in verse 12. Now there's a lot of different types of leaders. But Nehemiah was a leader that he was a man that prayed, and then he also prepared, and then he led. And so what a good example he is for us. So let's go ahead and pick up in verse 11. He said, So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. And then I arose in the night, and I and a few men with me, I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Nor was there any animal with me except the one which I rode. And I went out by night through the valley gate of the serpent, well, and the refuse gate, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which was broken down, its gates, which were burned with fire. And then I went to the fountain gate, to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animal under me to pass. So I went up in the night by the valley, viewed, all, viewed the wall, then I turned back and I entered the valley gate, and so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone, what I had done. I had yet not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, or the others who did the work. Then I said to them, You see the distress that we're in? How Jerusalem lies in waste? Its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be at our approach. And then I told them of the hand of God, which had been a good upon me, and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. And I said, Let us rise up and build and then they set their hands to this good work but when Sambalat the Hornite and Tobiah the Ammonite official and, and Yesom the Arab heard of it they laughed at us despised us and said what is this thing that you are doing will you rebel against the king so I answered them and I said to them the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, we, therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. Let's have prayer. Lord, will you bless our time here? We certainly want to be able to honor you as we study your word. May you make each of us, may you challenge us and help each person be a leader each person be an example, and may each of us learn from Nehemiah. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're about a little boy. It was taking a test. We live here in Kentucky, and so his his test was on capitals, on the capital, and, and so one of the questions was, what's the capital of Kentucky? And so uh, he came to church, and he was on the altar praying. He said, Lord, please, please, let the capital be Louisville. Let the capital be Louisville. Of course, the capital is not Louisville. The capital of Kentucky is Frankfurt. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, you can pray and pray and pray, but God's not going to change the capital because you pray. He's, uh, when it comes to test, you need it's, it's good to pray. It's good to ask God to help you to get recall, but now you want to prepare and you'll want to study. Nehemiah was a person that prayed. And you could tell Nehemiah, God had laid this upon his heart. God was leading him, and God had opened the door, and he knew it. 
He knew that God was at work. He knew that God was blessing. And as he comes to Jerusalem, Nehemiah feels the hand of God and the power of God. And he's been in prayer with God. But he doesn't come through with a parade. You know, sometimes I want to get ahead of God. I get excited about something and I just can't wait to get started and then not thought things through. And it's easy for things just to fall apart because problems are going to arise and we hadn't even thought about them. But Nehemiah takes the time to be able, before he gets there, he's there three days. I think in the daytime, Nehemiah is going through and he is figuring out the people who's skilled, what they, what they can offer. He's, uh, he, so he's, he's talking with people and seeing, seeing what's available. At night, Nehemiah was going through and examining the wall, just looking about, okay, who can... Here we need this debris moved, and who can do that? Any, just about anybody can, can, can move debris. Who can do this? Unskilled people can do this. And then he was looking, you know, here we're, we're going to start building. We'll, we'll need some skilled laborers right here. We'll need this type of people over here. And so he was making notes of what was, it was going to take to be able to get this done. So he spends three days being able to get all of that together. So what Nehemiah is doing, he's gathering the information. You're taking notes. The first thing is he's gathering the information. And so he's he's made the inspection of the wall. And, and by the way, you see he's doing that at night. Do you know that sometimes leaders, uh, they work while other people are sleeping and resting. And it's necessary sometimes so that other people, when you start a job, there'll be things for them to do. They'll be able to go to work. <laughs> they'll be able to get started. And so a lot of leaders, there's times where they will not, they'll go without sleep. Nehemiah spent time with God in prayer, and, and his prayer was uh, the taking this information and being able to organize. And that, so Nehemiah inspected the wall. Then he organized to be able to meet the need. Uh, and then Nehemiah drew up a plan for the action. And so, you know, many times, as, as leaders, you've got to be able to probe and find the problem. You've got to be able to figure out, and you've got to be able to uh, to pray and then begin to make your plan. And Nehemiah looked at the situation, and he began to plan so that they could be able to carry it out. They'd be able to uh, fulfill the plan that God had for them. And so after three days, after Nehemiah had prayed, after he had organized, he'd done his inspection, he'd seen who was available and who wasn't. Then Nehemiah reports to the people. Now, I'm sure that people were expecting Nehemiah to speak or they were wondering what was taking place or what he was doing. Then Nehemiah gathers the people. And notice, you know, when he starts. Now, he starts with reality. Sometimes we want to sugarcoat things. Sometimes we just don't want to tell people the hard truths, the hard facts we don't want to confront people with their sin. We want to. Sh we just want to cover, sugarcoat it and say, you know, that's okay. We don't call people to repentance. We don't call people uh, out for what's taking place. But Nehemiah doesn't sugarcoat the situation. Sometimes when people are sick, we want to be able to say, hey, you know, we want to stay positive. And, and Nehemiah says, listen, we're in a bad situation here. And I do want you to notice verse 17 Look what he says. He said, Then he said to them, You see the distress 
that we are in, and I, I notice the personal pronouns and how he he says we and us. You see that? He said, you see the distress we're in? How Jerusalem lies in waste, its gates are burned with fire. He said, come, let us. See, he's including himself. This is a situation. It's not just you. It's a reality that I've entered into, and we are in trouble. You know, when I was in college, my freshman year, I'd, I'd go home on the weekends. I went home one weekend, and I came back, and my roommate, I don't know, he had some people that did not like him, and they penny-liked him over the weekend on that Saturday into the room. Well, the only way that they could get him out was to be able to undo um, our doorknob. So they took our doorknobs off and something messed up on it and they couldn't fix it. And so we had to go that week with no doorknob, which meant you could not lock your door. So at night, you'd go to bed and they would be people coming in our room. And he, he, I don't know, he had made some enemies and they were coming in all the time trying to do things to him. And so it was quite a week. I went back home that next weekend. I, you know, I try to stay up and sleep because if, you, if, if you're sleeping, you certainly don't want to wake up and find a bunch of people in your room. And so I'd come, I come, I did, I did without some sleep that week and I come home and I'd lay down uh, and was sleeping and my brother, had, younger brother had come in from school. He was still in high school and he kind of shook me just a little bit. And I came up with my hands uh, in a fist ready to swing. And uh, he said, what in the world is wrong with you? Well, that's what happens when you live a week not able to lock your door with no doorknob and people being able to come in. Well, uh, in Jerusalem, they examined. He said, you know, we don't have any walls. Uh, there is, there's no protection. There's no way for businesses to get going, to be able to thrive. People are stealing. If you live there, if you've got something, people are going to take it. So there, there, there's no protection. And so there's no way that people are going to be able to thrive. Businesses can go. People can live with confidence. And so it was really a disaster. And so he looks and he said, well, we're in a, this is a distressful situation and something has to be done. We're a reproach. People are laughing and mocking. They just steal. They take. And that's how the enemy wants it. They just want to be able to continue to walk upon you and step on you and get you while you're down. They don't want to see you succeed. They don't want to see you have something. And if you do have something, they just want to take it. And, you know, we have an enemy like that, Satan. The Bible tells us, you know what, he, his goal is to kill, steal, and destroy. Many people don't realize how much Satan hates you. He hates you. You're a, if you're, a, you're, you're created in the image of God and Satan hates you, and so he's out to destroy you. He's out to get you. And so Nehemiah says, listen, we're in a distressful situation. This is the reality of it, and we need to do something about it. Let's rise and let's get up and let's build. Now, it's, it's one thing to be able to talk. It's one thing to be able to say things to others. It's a whole different ballgame to do it. But Nehemiah, remember, he had uh, taken the time to pray. He was in a position where he had uh, access to the king, and he had prayed. And when the time came, we saw that last week where he he basically then talked with the king, and the king gave him 
provided him route, provided him protection. It actually gave him more than he asked for. It gave him men to surround him, to help to protect. And so Nehemiah comes with the supplies, and he begins to share how all this unfolds. He begins to share his testimony. And so if you're taking notes, my second point was he reported to the people a word of reality. The second thing was a testimony of God's favor. And I'm going to tell you something. I love testimonies. I love testimonies of God's grace. I love testimonies of what God is doing. And so I love testimonies of salvation. When people, uh, we have a men's Sunday at our church uh, uh, every year. And, and so we'll have, during the service that day, we have testimonies, at least maybe three, two to three testimonies. And then that evening we'll have two or three more testimonies. It is just interesting just to hear people's different tests. Some have dramatic testimonies. Oh, it's, it's just encouraging because you can just see, boy, what a difference God made. Maybe there was somebody that was hooked on drugs or in alcohol or somebody that was entrapped in, in, in some other type of sin. And then God has, has saved them and it brought them out of that and has changed their life. Sometimes there was somebody maybe that had a, a marriage that was just falling apart or we had a fellow that was talking about his uh, his his family life growing up and how how bad his father was, and then seeing his dad get saved, and it led him to to want to 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 get saved, and the dramatic change just really had an impact upon him. Testimonies, they are just uh, encouraging. Boy, God uses that to be able to well up within us the 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 courage to be able to step out and to go for him and to be able to make a difference. And so Nehemiah shares with them the testimony of how God had laid this upon his heart and how that God had opened up this door and how God had provided the resources. And so people, as they heard this, they, they were excited. They had hope. People were ready to be able to go. It was like Nehemiah was a cheerleader, and this testimony just got people fired up for the Lord. And that's what a good testimony should be able to do and how the Holy Spirit works and, be, and, and, and uses that. And can I encourage you? Every person that's a Christian has a testimony. Every person that's a Christian has a testimony of when you got saved and how God has forgiven you. And we need to be able to share that testimony. But every person that's a Christian should also have a testimony of how God is at work in your life now. The things that God is teaching you, how God is uh, helping you to grow, and just different aspects of what God is doing in your life. And we don't need to be ashamed. We need to be able to share those testimonies with people, especially as God gives us opportunity. And what it's going to do, it's going to provide a courage for others to be able to do what's right, to seek after God and to allow God to work in their lives. And so Nehemiah shares that testimony with him. He shared reality, then he shares testimony, and then he says, gives them a call. He said, let's rise and let's build. Let's go. You know, I heard one person say, going to church, they were looking for a church they listened to uh, one pastor, said, you know, he did a pretty good job sharing God's word. 
they went to another church and listened to a pastor. And they said, you know, this is where we need to be. This fella, he not only shared God's word, but he challenged us. He's called us to do something. And do you know what? As a Christian, we're not called. We, God didn't leave us on this earth to set out and do nothing. He's called us to take action. He's called us to get up and to do something. And so Nehemiah challenges the people. We need to get up and build this wall. It's the only way that we're going to be able to have protection. It's the only way that we're going to be able to begin to have our families to be secure, our businesses to be able to, to function and grow. And God has supplied this opportunity for us. Let's do it. Let's get up and go. It's going to require some sacrifice. It's going to require some work. But let's do it. Let's build. And so the people, they rose up. And the people themselves said, let's do it. Let's rise up and build. Now, that was in the end of verse 18. And they said, it was the people that said, let us rise up and build. And they, so they were fired up. They were ready to go. They were ready to be able to take action, to work hard, to get the job done. Now, Nehemiah Anytime that you're going to be able to do something for the Lord, you can just count on it. There's going to be critics. There's going to be people that's going to speak up and try to be able to put a stop to it. That's going to criticize. And Satan is always going to be behind that. He's always going to use individuals to try to be able to deter you, to discourage you. And so sure enough, the enemy's right here and the enemy's going to be able to laugh and they're going to make fun. Now, sometimes you just need to ignore what they say and get on with your business. But Nehemiah knew that it was crucial that the people stayed excited. And so the, he wanted the people to hear him. And so I think he answers the critics, not just so that the critics can hear, but he's answering the critics for the people's sake. He wants the people to be able to, uh, to hear what's being said. And so he's wanting to use this time as a way to encourage the people. And so these enemies, they're real. They were, they were people that were around. A lot of them were the, the reason that the city couldn't thrive. They, some, they were, some of them were powerful. And so these, these fellas, three guys it's mentioned, Tobiah, Geshem, Sinbalit, they're around and they began to laugh. They uh, despised the people. They began to mock them and say, what are you doing? You're rebelling against the king. Because you remember at one time, the king had actually said the walls could not be built. But he had changed his mind. And Nehemiah had the, the papers and the authority. But the, they're reminding them of all those things. You know what? Satan brings up your past. He's going to remind you of your failures. He's going to be able to say, you can't do that. And he's going to just talk about all the, the problems that you've had. And he's, uh, he, he, he's going to bring up the times that you quit. He, he's just going to bring up everything. So Nehemiah responds. He responds for the people's sake. And so his answer is found in verse 20. And, and so that's the, that's the third thing. He answered the critics. And so I want you to see three things and how he answered them. And so... First, notice he says, so 
So I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. We're on God's side and God himself will prosper us. He just reminded them of the testimony. He's reminding them how God is the one that has brought all this about, that it's God's favor, that God has has, uh, has excited the people and that God is at work and he's going to continue to work. You know, I'm reminded, we've been studying in the book of Revelation, the church, and so in the book of Revelation, the church of Philadelphia, it's the sixth church that's mentioned. It's in chapter three. And there it talks about God says, when he opens a door, nobody can shut it. When he shuts a door, nobody can open it. And Nehemiah is saying, you know what? God is opening this door. And if we're willing to follow him, he's going to help us to get this done. And it doesn't matter who rises up. They can't stop it. Remember what Jesus said about the church? When, uh, when Peter made that, that great confession and said, you, when Jesus said, who do people say that I am? And then he said, who do you say I am? And they said, you're the Christ. And Jesus said, you know what? The gates of hell. I, on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. They, the, hell itself will not be able to stop the church. It'll not be able to stop the gospel from making an impact. It'll not be able to stop it. After Jesus, his death, his burial and resurrection, that's the good news. And Satan was defeated. Death was defeated. And so they can't stop the good news and the power of God. And that's basically Nehemiah saying, the God of heaven, God himself, he's going to help us to be able to prosper. And not only is God going to be able to help us to prosper, but notice also in verse 20 what he says. He said, therefore, we his servants will arise and build. We're his servants. God's on our side. We're his servants. And as his servants, we're going to get up and we're going to build because it's all about his glory. It's all about him. And so, uh, you know what Paul said? Paul said, for me to live is Christ. To die is gain. And if I'm going to live, I'm going to live for Christ. Nehemiah said, we've got this opportunity and we're going to do this for God, Christ. We're going to do it for his glory. We've been a reproach. God's people don't need to be approached. They don't need to be a laughing stock. We're going to do it for him, for his glory. And then he looks at the critics and he said, and besides, who are you? You have no heritage here. You have nothing to do with this. No heritage. You don't have any rights. What are you even doing here? You have no rights to be here, to be able to say anything. You uh, you have, basically, you don't have a voice. There's no memorial. There's, you don't have any ancestor. This has nothing to do with you. So why are you even here? Why are you criticizing us? We are paying no attention to you. And we are getting on and doing the job that God has given us. Friend, that's how we need to be. We need to be able to set our minds on things that are above and what God has called us to do. And we need to get on and be able to accomplish those things. Nehemiah, what a, what a leader Nehemiah truly is. Nehemiah realized what God, that God was uh, 
had given them that opportunity. And Nehemiah took time to pray. He was a praying man. He was prepared. And then Nehemiah led. And when it comes to being a leader for God, that's what we need to do. And so uh, Nehemiah gathered his information. He reported to the people. He answered the critics. Let's take a moment. Let's have prayer together. Lord, I thank you for letting us today study Nehemiah. And I just ask that you would help each of us to be able to answer your call. Now, Lord, there may be somebody that's listening that doesn't have a testimony. We talked about testimonies, and some may have never given their heart and life to you. They don't have a testimony. There's not a time where they repented of their sin. There's not a time when they sought forgiveness. And today, I just ask that you would just allow them to realize through your spirit there's something missing. And they'll want to turn from their sin today. Call out to you and asking for forgiveness and asking Jesus Christ to be the Lord of their life and receiving him by faith. And Lord, as Christians, sometimes we give in to our critics. Sometimes we're just afraid of the challenges that are ahead. But Lord, may you lay things upon our heart. May you burden us. And then may you provide the things that's necessary for us to be able to build, for us to be able to make a difference. And Lord, may you give us the courage just to follow through. Lord, I just want to thank you for each person that's listening. I pray now that your Holy Spirit would just be able to fill each person. Bless them and use them. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you today.